I'm Andy Vinker, and this is Fit Pro Radio. Whether you're a fitness veteran or novice, this podcast is for you. I hope to share the good, the bad, and the real to help you fast track your career and help you find fulfillment and passion in the fitness industry. Let's go. Hello, this is Andy. Welcome back to another episode of Fit Pro Radio. <laughs> I'm super excited for this episode because it is just going to be so different compared to anything else I've done before. Um, and I'm kind of excited and scared. I have my tissues ready <laughs> just in case, just because this is going to be a very different kind of episode. And I want to preface it by telling you what inspired this episode. So I listen to a podcast called Awesome with Allison with... Alison Faulkner and her husband, Eric Robertson. Um, You have to say like her, Eric Robertson. (laughs) I love their podcast. I think it's so fun. I I love Alison. I followed her for several years and I honestly admire her for so many reasons. Um, But recently she has been kind of going through it. Like she's been going through this transformative process as she went from building empires and businesses to kind of coming down and trying to find herself, like the why behind everything and rediscover her passions and and everything. And in the midst of all her current hardships, she decided to, to publish a book and now it's out and I'm currently reading it as well called You Are Already Awesome by Alison Faulkner. And, and as she was I was like just recently listening to one of her podcast episodes and it made me laugh because like the title of it was so eye-catching and also confusing (laughs) because it's not like her. But the title of this podcast episode was called like Feeling Like Losers and All the Books I've Loved Before or something like that. (laughs) I was like, feeling like losers? That is so unlike her to say something like that. Um... Like, even when she's being real and, like, honest, like, she's never going to call herself, like, a name like a loser. And so that was very intriguing. So I turned on the episode naturally. I'm like, what? And so in this episode, she and her husband were both kind of describing how they've been feeling this kind of pit. Like, her husband's like, I think I'm actually having a midlife crisis. And she's like, I think... Like, I built up everything to put out this book into the world that I've been building and... Like, I just feel like this chase, like, it will never be enough. And it's making me feel like a loser. And hearing them share their experiences, I, like, had to pause this episode and really think about it. I'm like, have I ever in my time, I mean, obviously in my life, I'm pretty sure I've had moments where I've felt like a loser. But in my time as a fitness instructor, in my career, have I ever felt like a loser? And I just really sat there for a minute and, and I thought about like, how awesome would it be? And also (laughs) we're going to just like bust open the memory vault here, um, with some experiences that I've narrowed down. I wrote them down, um, of moments that really felt like I really did feel like a loser. And I just want to say, I don't use like names or labels like that very loosely. I don't love name calling, I don't love or subscribe to that kind of like life, (laughs) but there are moments where I did feel like a loser, but more, maybe a a better word or description was a failure. And now in, as I've grown and I've worked 
on myself. I've learned that like to not be as as fearful or scared of failure. I don't give that word as much power as I used to. But it's still there, right? And that fear of of feeling like a failure, looking like a failure, being a failure. And it made me really reflect on these moments, but also made me think of a quote that I want to to start with and then hopefully use throughout this episode. So if you are in a place where you do feel like a failure or a loser or like an imposter or whatever it may be, I want you to know that you're not alone. I want you to know that these moments are going to come and they're going to go, but what are you going to do with the lessons behind them? What can you learn from this experience? Whether it's a past experience, whether it's something you're currently going through, or maybe in the future, something's going to happen and it's going to bring you back to this episode and And you can really sit with that feeling of, what can I learn from this? I feel like a loser. (laughs) What can I learn from this moment? And so this quote has really helped me. And again, we're just going to kind of come back to it a few times throughout this episode. And it is by Brene Brown, the queen herself. And if you've been here for a while, you know how much I love and quote Brene Brown. 10 out of 10 recommend reading all her books. Um, But her quote is, you failed. You're not a failure. In fact, you're brave for trying. And one more time, you failed. You're not a failure. In fact, you're brave for trying. And in the context of this podcast, you lost. You're not a loser. In fact, you're brave for trying. I'm going to share three experiences. Um, and these were, I'll be honest, like pretty big pain points for me in, in my career. And they weren't huge or significant, um, but they were to me. And, and in these moments, they really, I really had opportunities to kind of quit and abandon ship, if you will. (laughs) Um, because, but I didn't. And I just want to say, for those of you who might be in a tough spot, like, sometimes we feel like we want to quit, like we want to run away, like we want to give up, whatever it may be, whether it's here in fitness, whether it's in parenthood, whether it's in your family, in your personal life, there are some moments where we're just like, I just wish I could run away from my life. But I want you to remember that you're, you haven't. You're still showing up. You're still here. You're still trying. And in that same way, like you have the option to run. You totally do, but you don't. And there's power in that. There's wisdom in that. And I'm hoping that in sharing these experiences, you will know in these fight or flight moments that you have the option to quit. You have that option. But when you choose to stay, when you choose to feel it and to learn from it, so much growth and power can come from this place. So let's go into these stories. So the first one, um, I will, I will just share briefly. I, it's so small, like in hindsight, I feel like it was so small, but for me at the moment, it was a huge, huge owie. 
So I went to my Zumba certification. This was 12 years ago. Um, I showed up and I had really fallen in love with Zumba. You've heard, if you've been here for a minute, you've heard my story. I loved Zumba fitness and I still love Zumba fitness. It brought me to fitness by making me feel like exercise could be a party. It could be fun. It didn't have to be sweaty or grueling or painful. (laughs) It was fun. And I really love Zumba fitness. And so I decided to become a Zumba instructor. And so I show up the day of the certification. I kind of knew one person, but not really. We weren't like tight. And it was kind of like a, hey, so good to see you here too. So fun. You like Zumba? Me too. Um, So I was basically alone in the certification. There was like 40 of us. It was very full. And I, just so you can like paint the picture, I like love, like fully subscribed to Zumba. I drank the Kool-Aid. I bought the tassel pants. I was like wearing the neon. I had the feathers in my hair. I looked like Aerosmith, if you will, with tassel pants. (laughs) I just loved it. And I wanted to be part of this culture so much um, and be part of the instructor community. And so I go to the certification and we do the master class and I'm like, this is it. Like this is the rest of my life. And I'm so excited. And then we start breaking down the genres of, of like what you teach in Zumba. And we're doing a merengue step, which is basically like you're marching, 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 like one foot at a time. Da, 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 da. And your feet are just kind of, yeah, marching. And so we were talking about how in Zumba, you can kind of choreograph your own stuff or you can use the stuff that Zumba provides. Um, but she was showing us different arm variations that you can do while your feet are in this marching thing to make it fun and spicy and exciting and, and, and to add flavor, some salsa, if you will, to your, to your choreography. And so there we are marching, 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 marching with our arms, doing all the variations. And it got to a point where she started to like point to us and people would like kind of do like a, like pulling their elbows in and out, in and out, like you're doing like your chest or like swishing their arms side to side or up and down alternating. And everyone was just like, she would point to you and you had to hit a variation. Then all of us copied it. And so everyone's like thriving, having the time of their life. And then she points to me and my feet stop. And it was like, kind of like that zoom in, zoom out moment in all the movies when you're like, what have I done? Like that, that part of the movies it was like, and then all eyes on me in the center of the ring, just like a circus. Just kidding. That was Brittany. Brittany, love you so much. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Brittany Spears. <laughs> but I have this moment where I'm immediately hit with <gasps> shame, small, you don't belong here. And I froze and I shrugged and thank goodness this trainer was just amazing and she's still so awesome. But she just took my shrug and starts like making an arm variation too. And so she's like marching and shrugs away and then points to the next person. And it was like fun and she made it great. Um, But I just remember feeling like all the feelings that had and all the things I had kind of been fearing up until that point about becoming a Zumba instructor kind of came to life for me. The feeling of you don't have the right to be here. You are not, quote, fit, unquote, to be an instructor. Like you aren't a dancer. You shouldn't be here. Those feelings started to like flood my whole body. 
And I remember we took a break, thank goodness. And I go to the bathroom and I text my friend and I said, I need to leave. Like, I just need to leave. I don't belong here. And so I, I remember <laughs> telling my friend, I was like, I, I'm just going to go. And he was like, why would you go? And I said, because I didn't know. I didn't know what to do with my arms. and I felt like an idiot. And he said, you're not there to know what to do. You're there to learn, right? And he's like, and did you learn? Like, yeah. He's like, so you turn around, wash your face and get back in there. (laughs) And that has just been something that I remember, like once I did, I did wash my face, splash cold water, come back. And I ended up having a really great rest of the day. I'm so glad I didn't leave. Because that training really did change the trajectory of my life. But then also the lesson that I learned in that, the fact that I don't have to know everything. I'm not expected to know everything. And even still, I feel like we show up, if we're talking fitness, we show up to the audition, we show up to the event, we show up to a new certification, feeling like we need to know it all. When the reality is, all we have to do is be open to learn open to trying something new and and being able to admit like I don't know everything but I'm here to learn more that is just that is wisdom that is being able to open yourself up to receive so many more experiences so much learning um and so many more opportunities to just grow and so I'm so grateful that day that I had the friend that one pushed me back and said, you have to chillax your back, wash your face and get back in there. But then also just being able to reflect on that lesson that I don't have to know it all. Like that has been something that has really spoken to me throughout my entire life, or at least since that moment. You failed. You're not a failure. In fact, you're brave for trying. The second experience I had, and I've actually had this experience multiple times, is every time I've had a baby or an injury. (laughs) Um, I remember with my second pregnancy, I was bed rested pretty early on in my pregnancy. Sometime in my third or my first trimester, I was bed rested and told I would not be able to exercise for the rest of my pregnancy. And at that moment, I, I did have a really healthy mindset saying, you know what, like what's priority right now is keeping myself and this baby healthy. So I will obey all the doctor's orders. Yes. But then throughout my pregnancy, I started to discover other aspects of myself that I really enjoyed. Like I love, I loved crocheting. I like would crochet because I was in the hospital a lot getting IVs. And so to pass the time, I would just start making scarves and blankets. And it got to a point where my hobby was getting really expensive. And so I started selling them and people loved them. And I was like, okay, maybe this is my new venture. Maybe this is my new calling in life, crafting for cash. <laughs> and and it kind of got close to where I was able to, you know, get closer to delivering baby. And I started to reflect on like, well, do I want to go back to teach? Every time I've been out, and same within this last pregnancy where I was bed rested, I kind of watch all my friends through the window, through, you know, like I just think of that song from Dear Evan Hansen, waving through a window. That's how I felt. Like I'm on the inside 
looking out at everyone moving forward, pressing on, learning new things, being on top of their game. And I'm just inside watching it pass by and happen. And the fear that I've gotten every single time I come back and the battle I have to fight with myself being like, am I really so out of the game? Like if I come back, will I be so behind? I was really grateful during that time with with my second pregnancy. I was able to confide in one of my friends who's a great instructor. Um, in fact, we actually shouted her out with my episode, my last episode with Stacey Harkey. <laughs> Michelle, if you're listening again, thank you for being here. Um, but she came to my house, brought me lunch, and I told her, I said, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with fitness and I, you know, I'm getting crafty and And I look at everything and all the progress that people have been making, and I just don't feel like there's a place for me at the gym anymore. And and I just happen to have, I just happen to have really great friends that are super supportive. (laughs) Because Michelle said, absolutely not. She's like, I love you, and I love that you found this journey for yourself. But like, why did you start fitness in the first place? Was it to be the top of your game? Was it to be you know, like the best, most current instructor ever. And I'm like, I mean, no, but that it doesn't hurt. (laughs) It doesn't hurt my goals. And she asked me like, why did you become a fitness instructor? And I said, you know, because I love the way movement makes me feel. And I love giving that to other people. And she was like, I don't think you're ready to hang up your dancing shoes yet. I say, just come back, and if it doesn't feel right, you can always leave, but don't decide before you try it again that you're done. And lo and behold, I went back and immediately was addicted to teaching again. (laughs) I loved it. And being able to be surrounded by people, and also just, just to say for those of you who are injured, people come back. You won't lose your class, even if you're out for a long time. I was out for nine months in that pregnancy, And my class came back and they supported me and they supported my substitutes and they understood and they were able to learn from from my experience just as much as I was that our health comes first and they're allowed to rest and they're allowed to miss class if they need to, to be able to heal and recover and take care of their bodies. So the lesson that came out of that was just because I was down and out physically didn't mean that I needed to give up what I loved so much and what I continue to love. And we can fight that imposter syndrome, that feeling of maybe I'm out of the game, maybe I don't belong. (laughs) Maybe I've been out too long with the feeling and knowledge, knowing that there is still a place for us. And if we want it, you know, but being able to surround yourself too with those friends that will just push you in the right direction and remind you when you feel kind of lost of who you are, that's, that is so important. Surround yourself in great people. And so that's the first one. You failed. You got injured. But you're not a failure. In fact, you're brave for trying. I have one more experience that I wanted to share. Um, and this one is probably the one that <laughs> was a big whammy, big one, two in the face, just a poof. Um, and so this one I wanted to say for last. 
And I apologize, but I also don't apologize in advance if I get really emotional because this one, this one was, this one was definitely an experience. (laughs) Um, When I was teaching at 24 Hour Fitness, I remember my boss, I've told, I've talked about Marlo too on this show. She really pushed me to to certify in Les Mills certifications. If you haven't done a Les Mills certification, what are you even doing? I'm just kidding. No, but it's, they're so wonderful. I love, and I will testify of my love for Les Mills because they don't just create great workouts. They create instructors. They teach you how to teach in such a powerful way. But I remember doing these certifications after I had I'd only been teaching Zumba for maybe five years, and that's my only certification I had. And then I went into like personal training, but even then I wasn't really using verbal cues. Zumba is a very, excuse me, non-verbal format. And it got to a point where I felt like I was very strong and I still feel like I'm a really strong non-verbal cuer. Um, but then trying to change and shift gears into a verbal a verbal format where your words matter, where your cues definitely matter to even pass your assessment. Like there are some lines that you even have to say verbatim correctly to be able to pass your video assessment. Like it, the words that you use in this format really matter. And I remember when I had come back after Michelle saved me and brought me back to life, (laughs) I came back to teaching and I was was given the opportunity to teach a hybrid class. So it was Body Pump and then CX Works, now Les Mills Core. And so it was like a 30 minute, 30 minutes of pump, 30 minutes of core. And I was supposed to teach those two and then Zumba after. And I was like, give me a minute on Zumba because I'm still recovering from a baby, but I wanted I want to start teaching this body pump class. <clears throat> and so I show up to teach, which is so scary to teach your very first class ever at a, at a gym, especially when it's a brand new class, new to the gym, brand new format, um, also to the gym. So I show up to teach this class and I had everything set up. I'm so excited. Um, and one person comes in and this was the kind of class I was like, I'm not going to be upset if nobody comes because then I can practice in the room by myself. (laughs) But somebody came. And so I say, hello, I'm Andy. So nice to meet you. And she's like, hey, I'm a visiting instructor from Hawaii. And I said, oh my gosh, what do you teach? And she says, body pump. And I go, oh no, (laughs) holy shiz. (laughs) Maybe you should teach this class. Um, But I say, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. This is actually my first time teaching body pump outside of my assessment. And so I'm really excited that you're here with me and I would love any feedback after class. And she goes, okay. So we start the class and I do the warm up, the squat track, and the chest track is the third, third one. And so we get to the end of the chest track and she's like, okay, well, thanks for class. And I was like, oh, did you have to leave early? And she goes, no, I just really don't think you're a great instructor. I'm not even joking. That's what she said. <laughs> and I just remember like, like the shock that came over me. And again, like going back to that Zuma story, the, the imposter syndrome, the shame, the overwhelming surprise too of the audacity of someone to even say that. Like, if you don't think I'm a great instructor, totally fine. But like, 
Don't say it to my face. <laughs> say it to Twitter or something that I don't read. <laughs> but she just says, I just don't think you're a really great instructor. And I said, can you, I mean, like, wow, I'm, I don't, I didn't even know what to say. But I said, can you give me any feedback? Like what, what did I do wrong? Or what can I improve on? And she said, I think it might be best if you reach out to your GFM or your group fitness manager and just let them know that maybe, maybe body pump isn't your strong suit. Um, maybe something else, but this isn't it. But thank you for trying. Have a great night. And I, she packed up and left. And then I like slowly, it was like the world just paused. Everything around me was in slow motion. I cleaned up and I was like in a daze. I don't even remember like clocking out or seeing anybody on my way out. Thank goodness. And I went to my car and I just sat there like just in complete shock. And I pulled my car into the very end of the parking lot because I knew Zumba was going to start and my friends were going to see me. And I was like, no, I don't want to see anyone right now. <laughs> um, and so I'm just sitting there and I text Marlo, my boss, and I'm just like, I don't think I should teach this anymore. And I texted my friend too, Katie. And I said, the worst thing just happened. And maybe, maybe I really shouldn't be teaching body pump. Like maybe it's because I just had a baby. Maybe it's just because I'm a really crappy instructor. I mean, I thought I did well. I passed my assessment and Les Mills assessments you can fail them. <laughs> and I didn't. I thought I did really well. Um, and I just kind of fall into, Brene Brown calls it a, a shame storm. And this, it's like kind of when you start spiraling out of control in, in the shame of it all. Like I, sh I shouldn't have been here. I'm so embarrassed. I'm humiliated. And it just kind of spirals on and on and on. And Marlo said, I'm coming. And I said, what? <laughs> Please don't come. I'm already crying. And at the same time, Katie just didn't even respond to my text. She just called me. And Marlo found me in my car after Katie had already called me. And they were like, okay, first, the audacity of someone to ever say that. Like, that's not okay, especially from an instructor. Like, I'll be honest. Like, sometimes I see a new green instructor and I'm like, you know, like, definitely potential but let's like we can do progress but I've never ever felt like I could like I would never have the goal or desire or or anything inside of me that could ever say to another human being like you're just a terrible instructor like give up your dream maybe you're passionate and you love this but you're really bad at it so give up like I would never be able to do something like that <laughs> so I think it was just so shocking that anyone could um, and so Katie called me and she said, that is just not okay. It's not acceptable. Maybe we should call this person's boss and say like, you hired a, a real mean person. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are teaching in Hawaii, but this is not how we operate in Provo. Um, we're not mean to people, but she was able to be like, you know what? Like you are a great instructor. Marlo would not have trusted you with that class had you not been a great instructor. And then Marlo was able to come and say the same thing. She's like, I'm not going to give you a class. I don't believe that you can teach. And I said, okay, well, you know, what? if anything, like we were going to do a new release launch. And so like every quarter you get new releases or new choreography and you release 10 tracks at a time. So a whole, you made a big party and it was a huge deal. 
all the instructors would teach together. And I said, okay, well, if anything, I don't want to teach at the launch. Like, please don't make me teach. I am not feeling confident. I feel like such a loser. And I feel embarrassed. I don't want to be in front of people. And while I was talking to Marlo, Katie had already messaged and reached out to every other instructor (laughs) that was teaching at the release with me. And they all rallied around me and forced me to teach. (laughs) They forced me to teach on that Saturday. And it was funny because they made me teach literally the worst song of all of them, the lunch track, but it's fine. I'm not bitter or anything. But um, they're like, you need to get back up. Like, don't let the opinion of one person kill your desire and your ability to try something new. Like, this is just new. And we're going to do this together. And you're going to have a whole team. And we're all going to thrive. We're all going to do it. And it's going to be great. And so I pull myself out of all the tears that night. And I didn't, I couldn't even listen to the music. I couldn't even do anything to prepare for this launch. But, um, but they all were just constantly encouraging me. And they were like, I will see you there. Like, you'll be there. We're all going to be there with you. So I show up to the launch on Saturday morning and everyone had matching shirts and they threw me a shirt and they said, (laughs) we're doing this together and you're a good instructor or else you wouldn't be here. <laughs> and so we went through and did the release and um I'm like I hope the order of this is making sense. <laughs> but we went through taught the release and it was a full full class. Like there were probably 40 people in this class. All the barbells moving together, all the music is so loud. All of us had microphones on. And the energy in this room was just so powerful. And so then it came time to teach my track. And I'm like, I'm going to stutter. I'm going to mess up. Like all I could hear and see was that girl's face literally telling me I was a terrible instructor for this format. And um, my friend, one of the instructors like grabs my arm right before I taught and she says, you can do this. I'm fine. (laughs) Everything is fine. But the music started. I didn't stutter. I started off really slow with really basic cues because I was so scared to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. But everyone started to like really cheer and hype me up. Like this was a big moment for me. (laughs) Clearly brought up a lot of feelings. Um, But after that moment... I said, okay, maybe I can try this. And at my next class, the following week, I had like 11 people. So I went from one mean person to 11 people that were like, we saw you at the launch and we just loved the way you taught that song. And we wanted to come back to see you. I'm like, BRB, I'm going to go cry in the bathroom because no one's ever said something so nice. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to (laughs) teach. We're going to do this class. And now Body Pump And teaching that class has led me to teach so many other formats. But I think it came back to having that strong support system. To having friends and having that moment. Because honestly, had that person not been literally the meanest to me, (laughs) 
I wouldn't have had the opportunity to bond with my team, to receive the support from my friends, from my boss, from the community, from the gym members that I was able to get. It was definitely a painful lesson, one that people aren't going to like me always. And some people might just be straight up mean. (laughs) But if you can have the opportunity to fail, fail big, or get your feelings hurt so big and let people in, you're going to be able to learn how many people love you, support you, and will rally around you. You're going to see the people that believe in you until you believe in yourself. And in that moment, for me, I was able to learn that I wasn't a loser. In fact, I was brave for trying. You failed. You're not a failure. In fact, you're brave for trying. I want to say that we're always going to have moments that are going to make us feel small. I think this is when we need to really look at ourselves, look at our space, look at the people you surround yourself with the most. Do your friends encourage you? Do they push you when you feel like you can't move? Do they hold you and sit with you when times get hard? Do they encourage you to rise above whatever you're in? And try again. Do they encourage you to remember that you don't have to know everything, that you're just learning? And do they rally around you and uplift you and strengthen you and walk and stand with you when you need it the most? And do they remind you that you are brave beyond belief? for trying hard and scary things. I'm grateful for those times where I felt like a loser. (laughs) There are so many other ones. (laughs) This was just the taste. But I'm so grateful for those moments because I can look back now in gratitude for the uplifting, for the lessons, for the strength that I've gained and developed in those moments. I can look back and show up For my friends that go through something similar, in empathy, being like, I know what that feels like. Whether they've been injured and out, or they feel out of the game, or that they feel like they're trying something new and maybe they don't belong in that format. Or maybe someone is just mean to them. (laughs) I can sit with them, and I'm grateful for that knowledge and that experience that made it so I could be at his place that I could be strengthened as an instructor, as a friend, and as a human being. I just want to let you know that these times will pass, but just take everything that you can in these moments and apply these opportunities to learn to be strengthened. I know that this can be a hard job. We get so passionate And we put everything we can into creating the perfect playlist and the perfect choreography and having the best skills 
And so when things or when we fall short or under our expectations, we don't meet our expectations, it's really easy to focus on the negative and feeling like we aren't enough or we are a loser, but you're not. In fact, you're brave for trying. Also, to wrap up the way I began, I want to pay homage to Awesome with Allison by leaving you with how she signs off every single podcast. She says, only you can be you, and you're already as awesome as you need to be. I'll see you on the next one.